Are you ready to take lead in your life? Well, today's the day. Join us on Leadership to Wealth with your host, Neil D'Souza. Welcome, Leadership Nation. Uh, we are on a journey to bring together men and women that believe in taking action in their own life in the areas of finance, family, and fitness. This is the Leadership to Wealth podcast, and I'm your host, Neil D'Souza. Today, I've got a guest for you guys that, oh my goodness, uh, he can teach you. Do not let his age fool you. He might be young, but he's got a wealth of knowledge and information. He is an investor, he is a teacher, he is a mentor. He has a goal, a mission to reach and educate over a million people in the area of investing in real estate and getting them to take action in that area. And he's been investing in real estate for a long time now. I want to interest, introduce you today to Steve Arneson. Steve, thank you for coming on the show. Neil, I'm, uh, I'm stoked to be here, my friend. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you. And, and so, um, you know, just to start off, you, you're a co-founder of the company Reinvestors, right? Yeah, you got it. So uh, 2016 came around, a buddy of mine uh, kind of dragged me to a real estate guru course that I thought for sure was a scam. Uh, it turned out, you know, not to be. It totally lit a fire under our asses. And uh, we ended up creating this company called The Reinvestors, where, like you said, our mission statement is that we want to financially educate a million people, inspire them to invest into real estate so they can live a more fulfilled life. And so not only are we just uh, helping people do that through the education platforms that we have, but we're, we're walking the talk as well. And it's been a hell of a journey in the last four, four and a half years. Okay. And I'm uh, looking forward to diving into some conversation here with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, then just before we jump in, let me, let me just ask the question since we've now mentioned it. How, if people want to get a hold of you, can we just, how do they contact you? Yeah. Uh, we're on all social media platforms. The heaviest one is Facebook and, and Instagram. Uh, you can find us on YouTube as well. Yeah. Pretty much just search the reinvestors, uh, reinvestors.ca. Uh, and then all of our handles are the same thing. The reinvestors. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, found, I found you on YouTube quite easily. And uh, okay, great. Okay, so before we get into some of the heavier questions, I want to ask a couple of rapid fire questions here. All right. Um, yes or no or choose. What's that? Some softballs. Some softballs. Yeah, we're going to throw <laughs> some slow pitches here. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I make friends easily. Fact. I have a vivid imagination. I'm creative, but uh, not on the imagination side of things, more so on like I see it all and be able to put it all together, but I need, I need the tangible sight first. Okay, interesting. Um, I worry about things. <laughs> not nearly as much as a lot of people around me. <laughs> uh, I love large parties. Um, yeah, I would say so. I think... Uh, I'm a social butterfly in a lot of ways, so yeah. I can be thrown into intimate settings or, or larger pieces. And if I had to pick one, yeah, I'd probably be raving in a cave somewhere. So, <laughs> well, well, with a mission to reach a million people, I'm guessing that uh, I'm guessing you're going to have to be okay with uh, with large parties. So, yeah, um, would which would you choose? Fancy shoes or fancy socks? 
Oh, tough one. Uh, I love them both, but I got to go with the, with the fancy kicks. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, so solving complex problems or sweeping the deck at your cottage out by the lake? Man, can I do both? Like, can I be solving it in my head while I'm sweeping? Because that's the dream right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've interviewed a, a number of uh, leaders at this point, and um, that has been the, the answer for a number of them. <laughs> I believe it, yeah. Solving you complex problems, well. You can't the shut deck. it off sometimes, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And, and as you get good at it, uh, you know, you enjoy doing it, right? So mm -hmm. you can tell your uh, grade six math teacher that uh, you love some word problems. You now yep. love solving problems. Um, okay, so favorite hobby or sport? Uh, hockey through and through uh, on the sports side of things, but I would have to lean back on to running for me. It would be okay. just always been my zen, my meditation, stress relief, time for focal points, letting things go, and yeah. it's healthy too. Yeah. All right. Do you, do you compete at all? Uh, I compete against myself. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, spoken like a true entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite book? Uh, I think the biggest book that had the most amount of impact for me was Never Split the Difference. Um, yes. Just the best bang for your buck book out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a place in the world that you'd like to visit? Mm, the most southern tip of Chile. Oh, okay. Any insight there you want to share with us? I just have, so I have a goal to stand on every continent yeah. and Antarctica and Africa are the only two to go. But I just have this vision in my head that I trek down to like the most southern tip of Chile and just like scream into the ocean kind of thing. Nice. Who said... I? And you said you didn't have a vivid imagination. <laughs> Here comes the ghost. <laughs> okay. So now do you have, or what do you see as your superpower? Um, I would say connectivity. Uh, I can, I can get through to somebody uh, or get a hold of somebody that a lot of people can't. Okay. Nice. Connectivity is superpower. That's great. Okay. Well, there's the rapid fire questions. Um, now that we've lulled you into that space, uh, mm -hmm. now I'm going to ask, you know, let, let's get into the questions about you. Uh, as we talk about this, this topic of leadership, where, where, where are you from? Where, you know, give us a little bit of your background. Can you tell us a little bit about who Steve was uh, as he was coming up? Yeah, sure. So uh, just speaking on leadership briefly, uh, I am not a natural born leader. It's something mm -hmm. that I have to work hard on. And um, so rewinding, I am born and raised in beautiful Victoria, BC, uh, long family roots here. Um, and uh, kind of a bit of a loner in school, always just kind of focused on my own thing, lots of sports. Um, but I always had this drive for more mm. and uh, I didn't quite focus well in school because none of it really stuck out to me none of it really intrigued me but um, you know made it through by the skin of my teeth I uh, tested out a couple of university classes just did a, a variety of different pieces again none of it kind of that I fell in love with so 
just uh, started working in a, a sporting good retail store. And uh, it was two things that I loved, uh, you know, connecting with people on a high energy basis um, and then sports equipment. And so I got to talk to wicked cool people and about sports and I'm a sportsaholic. So it was uh, perfect for me at the time. Um, built a lot of leadership there because I had to run the team, uh, work my way up to managing the store for a few years. Um, and then the store ended up closing down uh, for a massive renovation to the mall that we were working in. And I got to do a little bit of self-reflection, uh, got to kind of look at my life and be like, all right, what do I want here? And at the time we were living in a dead end town, you know, only a few thousand people, pretty um, rough around the edges, I'll say. And I just saw that there was a limit to what I could achieve in this town. So I moved into the basement with my dad uh, down back down in Victoria. Uh, my mom helped me buy a condo. And uh, when I got established in you know what I would call my, my career for seven or eight years, um, I started um, building a global distribution network for avionics. Uh, okay. Well, let me pause you for one second. So, so when the uh, store closes down, how old are you at this point? I would have been like 19, 20. Okay. All right. 20, yeah. twenty twenty one maybe. All right. And then you, and now you're launched into avionics. Yeah. And I was thrown in the deep end. Uh, at the time, you know, I had a little bit of sales background just because of the retail position I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I started off just in a customer service job and the VP of aviation came over and said, Hey, I see that you're doing really good work and that you got the right type of, um, you know, charm and, and work ethic. Uh, why don't you hop on my sales team and see what you can do? And I was like, sweet, let's do it. What do I do? Yeah. And he gave me, uh, the U S department of defense is my first number one client. And it was my role to basically go base to base to base on continental U S yeah. and uh, build back relationships that had uh, dissipated through the crash of 789. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, DOD budget was cut significantly uh, through those years, through the economic downturn. And so this would have been 2010, 11, I guess. Um, and so it was my role to go and connect those relationships again mm -hmm. and, and build back the business. And then DOD turned into uh, four militaries around the world. Four militaries around the world turned into Latin America, Latin America turned into uh, Asia Pacific and then, you know, a global reach as, as I built a business. Yeah. Uh, and so that was my first kind of like, here's all the reins, here's the tools you need yeah. and just go after it. And when I was thrown into that position with the right tools and, and just the full control to, to go do what I wanted, I really thrived. Um, yeah. And so that, uh, that taught me a lot about, you know, uh, gave me a lot of confidence on, on, you know, building a business, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm sure had dealing with military uh, personnel had to have its own new nuances. It had its challenges, but it was, you know, uh, military people are, are some of my favorite people out there. Yeah. They're straight shooters. They like to have fun, um, but they're, they're to the point and let's get it done. Right. And so they're not really tire kickers. And, and as much as I like to tire kick on building a relationship and, and, you know, getting to know each other, it was like, it was have fun for a quick little bit and then let's get down to business. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, yeah, great people for, uh, for a guy like me to get connected with. Yeah. And then, and then how did you tell us a little bit about the transition from there into real estate? There was two big things that happened. Uh, one, 
where the first kind of light bulb went off was I was sitting at my desk uh, in this job and I turned around because I had a question for my superior and I saw him and he was standing kind of over me looking at his desk and he was stressed out and I had this like out of body experience of this is my future and I saw me in his shoes you know 50-ish years old you know 40 pounds overweight you know, working 80 hour weeks, barely sees his family, stressed out, traveling, you know, 40 out of 52 weeks a year, making good money, but paying the ultimate price for it. Yeah. And I was like, this is not what I want for my future anymore. Yeah. And, um, and that was one of the first things that just had like in the back of my mind at that point, it was just like, you know what, start looking for other things, start looking for other things. Wow. And then uh, fast forward a couple of years, um, Randy, who's my business partner in the reinvestors, yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, he dragged me to this like kind of guru course and, uh, you know, we figured it was a weekend thing, cost us like a thousand bucks. We're like, all right, maybe we'll learn something. Maybe we won't. Uh, at the end of it, we're like, yeah, we're building a business in real estate investing and, uh, haven't looked back ever since. Wow. So interestingly, I actually, uh, worked with the military for uh, a number of years and, I had a boss who was older and had been there for quite a while. And, um, and then I ran into the situation where I looked at him and thought, wow, he's, he's been here. This is what I have to look forward to. And I went out and bought um, an income property and realized what I made, what I made in the raise from <laughs> in the money from that rental property. I was now making more than he was. And the light bulb came on and went, I can give myself a raise here. And, you know, as opposed to being stuck to having to wait until someone else deems that you can have a raise. Yeah. Right. And And the other thing that's really important to me is too, is like culture, like in lots of big companies, you can just be a number to it and you're dispensable. And, you know, if it's a high stress position, as oftentimes sales can be, yeah. culture really needs to be uh high and i've worked in positions before where culture was horrible mm. and as much as uh, i hated it it really taught me what not to do in business mm. and so i've learned a lot of lessons through just experiencing the wrong things and being like all right that's not the right way to do things um just from you know touching the stove and feeling it's hot And, you know, you don't want to touch the stove again. And same with the culture side of things is, you know, I want to build something and I want to make sure that the culture and this high energy, you know, supportive and, and something that people want to be in and want to stay in to, to learn and grow and work together as a team. And, and that's probably helped you in now in how you design your own company, how you design the culture in your company. Yeah. I mean, we have, uh, uh, we have a motto in our company and it's basically a must. If you don't fit this motto, you're, we're not going to work with you. And the motto is just go big to give big. Yeah. And so That's we, great. as as the reinvestors want to grow as big as we can through our portfolios and through our education and through, um, you know, just real estate assets so that we can give as much as we can and give back to, you know, our, our support circle, our friends or family, but also like our favorite charities and organizations, because, we know that if we can go make a million bucks, we can probably make two. And the more we make, the more we can contribute back to society and have a social impact. Right. Wow. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to make a note and I'm going to come back to that because I want to hear more about, about that. Uh, that's uh, go big to, to give big, right? 
Okay, I'm going to come back to that. So now you you decide that you you see your boss. You decide to make the shift after going to uh, to this weekend and learning a little bit, and uh, you and you and your uh, business partner, um, and you guys decide, hey, let's let's go ahead and do this. So what what happens? I mean, okay, great, you get this idea, you decide this, but then then what? Yeah, so we in, invested into uh, this training program, yeah. and it was uh, a bit of education, but it was more importantly an exposure to a massive network of real estate entrepreneurs and real estate investors across Canada, mm-hmm. and that was what we really saw as the key investment. And so when we jumped into it, uh, the structure is all about joint venture partnerships. So a working partner finding deals and negotiating the deals, working with trades, you know, finding tenants, et cetera, managing the property, partnering with a financial partner who can bring the money into the investment as well as like a qualifying power. Mm-hmm. And so when we originally looked at it, uh, you know, as a 27 year old guy, myself and 24, uh, Randy, like we had a little bit of fear of, you know, people going to take us seriously at a young age. Right. Um, but how we worked around that is we just showed them that we're going to work harder than anybody else out there. And so when we connected with investors and potential partners, um, we made sure that, you know, we uh, appeared in the right type of light and that we had the credentials and the confidence to make sure that this is going to happen. It's going to happen in a great way. Mm-hmm. And so when we first joined, it was mainly an East Canada type of network, but there was a few people here on Vancouver Island. And so we said, Hey guys, you know what? There's not a huge real, um, support group through this for people out here in the West. So we're going to establish that. We just saw a need for it. It was going to give us uh, a bit of a light to these people. And we said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start a meetup. And, um, you know, we've been followers of bigger pockets for a long time. And like one of their number one rules is always, Hey, if you know, you can't, uh, you know, if there's no meetup in your town that you can go get a part of, go start one. Yeah. And so there was two meetups that we saw in our town that was specifically about real estate investing. One was a realtor and it was a little bit more pitchy. And then the other one was, you know, a bunch of old six year old white guys that had already made it just sitting there talking about their boats and drinking scotch. And that wasn't really the type of field that we <laughs> felt welcomed into. <clears throat> and so we started off with 10 people, 12 people in the back of the restaurant. And we just said, Hey guys, we're going to bring in Victoria's best real estate experts to come and uh, teach us about their industry, whether it be law, accounting, a realtor, a broker, whatever. Uh, we're just going to facilitate it. So if you guys need anything, if you have any questions, send it through us. We're going to have the right circle to get that answered for you quickly. Mm. And so we just became the go-to people for finding out real estate knowledge. And it's not like we didn't, you know, we didn't know most of the questions, the answers to most questions that came up, but we knew the right people to go talk to. So, Neil, you'd send me a question be like, Hey man, how do I do this? Me and Randy would be looking at each other and be like, do you know? No, of course not. So we'd send that to somebody who we thought would know. And then within 24 hours, we get back to the other person and be like, yeah, here's your answer. And like, Holy crap, these guys really know what they're talking about. Little they know behind the scenes, we were just scrambling around trying to make it happen but staying consistent and, 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 you know, pushing forward through it. Right. And we really built a, a great family feel out of it. So we talked to every single person who wanted to be a part of this meetup and we kept it almost exclusive because we didn't want people 
you know, sleazy car salesman type guys coming in there right. being like, Hey, take my card, take my card, take my card. You know, what right. can you do for me? Give me your business. And we really wanted it to be, be the reverse of, Hey, as soon as you walk in the door, it's like, what can I do for you? Right. And that go big to give big type of mentality of, of collaboration and support. And so over the years, you know, we built it from 10 people in the back of a restaurant to our monthly meetups in person. We're like over a hundred people on a regular basis wow. in a small town in Victoria. You know, Victoria's not very big. And, um, it was all just because the right energy, the right people. And we surrounded ourselves with, you know, top, uh, top, uh, you know, industry leaders here in Victoria. We ended up throwing a couple of really big events and, um, you know, it kind of put us on the map for, for Western Canada, for our brand and what we can bring to the table. And it all just came from experience. So we closed, um, when we first joined the, the education group, we found that we were coaching our coach and we needed a little bit more. So we hired a mentor. Mm. We realized that we needed something. And so we went out there and found it. Wow. And so as soon as we hired that mentor, he was just the confidence that we needed um, to go and execute. We were stuck in that paralysis analysis space right. of, you know, looking back at it, we were doing all the right things. It's just that because we hadn't really done a successful JV before or any JV before, right. we didn't know what we didn't know. Right. So having somebody super experienced to look over your shoulder and be like, yep, that's the right thing to do. Or guys just shift it a little bit. Or what are you guys thinking? Like, <laughs> this, wow. This. Wow. That, that is, that's all very powerful, especially as we're talking about leadership. I mean, not, not having the answers, but then being able to go and get them. I think that's such a powerful overlooked, uh, you know, uh, quality. A lot of people think that they always have to have the answers but anyone that actually gets things done knows that they would rather have someone that says, you know what, I'll get back to you and goes and gets the correct answer rather than giving a, a half-baked answer. And yeah, so exactly. I, I think that's a huge, that's huge right there. And then, and then of course you got that added to your own experience, your own knowledge to be able to then go the next step. Precisely. It ended up being, you know, a four way win the person asking the question got the answer. We got, you know, a question that we probably weren't even thinking about that we got the answer on. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the expert that we reached out to, we would most likely connect the dots to the original question asker yeah. and be able to, you know, build a relationship that way and potentially business if it was, you know, a lawyer, broker, accountant, whatever. Right, right. And now I'm curious about this because I love the part where you mentioned about mentorship. I think that it's vital, vital, vital for people to understand the power of mentorship. What had you make that leap to go, we need a mentor? Um, it was a tough choice. You know, it spent, we, we spent $18,000 to join that education group. Yeah. And then about two or three months later, this mentor approached us and said, Hey, if you guys need more, like I'm putting together a really unique group, but it's 10 grand to join. And Randy and I had already kind of like pinched all of our pennies and like leveraged whatever we could to, to get into that initial group. But the thing that, you know, pushed us over the edge is, are we committed to this? Is this something that we're going to do for a long time to come? Mm -hmm. And is this something going to, that we're going to enjoy out of it as well? Mm -hmm. And all of those years were yeses. And so we're like, all right, you know, if we're going to go in, we're going all in. And so we yeah. realized that, the, the 10 grand spending on a, on a mentor, we were going to make that back in the first deal. Right. And so it was an easy ROI aspect of it. 
Um, And for us, because we knew that we were going to go all in into it, it was just an easier decision the more we looked at it. Right. Well, the ROI, the return on investment, it, it's powerful that you, that you mentioned that and that you mentioned the mentoring. Cause I think a lot of people don't understand or don't realize that, that what a mentor can do for you and how they can literally help you go. To, and even if you just take the comparison of if you were to start any regular business and let's just say you said 18,000 plus another 10,000, you know, there's $28,000 there are still so few businesses that you can start for $28,000 and, and come out making millions. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. I think your average like Tim Hortons or McDonald's is like a quarter million to start. Right. Right. And here, so really, and truly, if people are honest with themselves, you actually got out really cheap to, to get started in, in it. You know, I hadn't thought about it that way before. So <laughs> yeah, thanks for, thanks for showing me that. It does look yeah. like that. Well, I, I mean, <clears throat> doing the math, because people imagine the people that are thinking, Hey, if I wanted to start a restaurant right now, which is not a great idea to start a restaurant right now, but what's $30,000 going to do? Nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. It won't do a thing for you to, to get started in just a basic restaurant. It's probably not um, even a yearly lease. Probably not, right? And never mind what you would need and inventory and stock, you know, all these things. Never mind tables and, and staff and all the rest, right? So mm-hmm. even some of the most basic businesses, oh, you want to start a convenience store. Even something that you might consider really basic would be uh, a lot more of an investment. And so to realize that you were able to invest and have someone teaching you and give you the shortcuts, that's that's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. When so many people would just say, well, I don't have that money. But instead, you guys came up with, we've, we're, we're in all we're all in, let's, let's go ahead. We found a way to make it happen. And you know, when we hired his name is Ray, when we hired Ray, uh, immediately after we closed three deals in four months. Wow. And looking back into like, we spent over 200 grand on our own mentorships, you know, masterminds that we're part of business coaching, personal development, et cetera, over the last like four years. And looking back at it all, it has allowed us just in the short period of four years to do 17 deals all here in an, uh, an area where everybody told us you can't find cash flow. Well, guess what people we're finding it and we're creating it. And, you know, we've been able to raise $4 million in investment capital more now, you know, uh, I think our portfolio value is over 7 million. So if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, you know, the, the $10,000, $28,000 kind of starter has really, was really just the first domino into creating something much, much more. And when you're picking the right people to work with, there is almost a guaranteed uh, return as long as you're committed to it. Hmm. I'm going to ask a question that I've never asked before. What do you think would have been the cost of not doing the mentorship? Oh, I know exactly what it'd be. I'd be sitting in the same type of sales role right now, you know, probably pulling my hair out, trying to find a side hustle. And so we wouldn't have a portfolio. We wouldn't be, you know, helping tens, dozens, hundreds, thousands of people with, with real estate through, you know, our education systems, you know, Randy and I, Randy would still be, you know, journeyman electrician. 
um, you know, our life would be completely, I don't know, boring. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we wouldn't have control of it. Whereas right now, you know, my whole thing is I'm designing my life. Right. And because of the mentorship that we've gotten, because of the, the calculated risks that we've made and the commitment to what we're doing, we now have the ability to pick and choose what we want to do. Love it. So, so speaking of that, speaking of picking and choosing what you do, let, let's go back to, uh, uh, I want to say go big or go home, go big and give big. <laughs> go big to go give big. big, to yeah. Give big. yeah. Uh, so come on, tell us a little bit about that and what, what the initiatives are, what kind of stuff you've done, what you're hoping to do with that. Yeah. So it really started from uh, a guy by the name of Cole Hatter and Cole started a, has an event called thrive, make money matter. And it's the number one entrepreneur conference like in the world. Um, and Randy went to one number of years back and at the conference, Cole stood up and said, Hey guys, we're creating the mastermind for, for like-minded individuals and uh, people who want to grow a big business, but also have a really powerful social impact. And so Cole's model of make money matter is kind of similar to Tom's shoes in the sense of when you buy a pair of Tom's shoes, Tom's shoes gives a pair away to people in need and in, in oh, right. um, yeah. durable countries and uh, places where you need them. And so Cole's mentality, he's built a great business, multiple great businesses. And he's like, if I can teach young entrepreneurs to make a million bucks, I can most likely teach them the same types of systems will create a second million. And if they can live off that first million and, give that second million back, that's going to have an amazing social impact around the world. And so Randy called me up. I remember the exact time he was, he was down there and I think it was in Vegas and I was in Duncan at a Starbucks and he calls me up. He's like, Hey man, I'm jumping into this mastermind with Cole Hatter and it's costing us 20 or 30 grand. I can't remember what it was. I was like, what the heck is a mastermind? And what is it going to do? He goes, well, it's just a whole bunch of, you know, like-minded go-getting entrepreneurs that want to make, you know, the world a better place. And I was like, all right, man, that sounds awesome. Let's go. And so through this group of people and through, uh, you know, Cole's passion and through just being surrounded with a hundred people with businesses that have big hearts that want to give back. Mm. We talked about, you know, this go big to give big uh, movement and, and motto. And so we do it in everything that we do. So like our, our meetup that we started, you know, four and a half years ago, uh, we originally, it was free for a little while and then we started charging people. And then through coming into thrive, make money matter, uh, we turned it into a for purpose. So, uh, we still charge people to come. It's like 10 bucks. Uh, so they get tons of value for that 10 bucks, but we take all of that revenue. We give that to kids for Victoria. Wow. And so now for us, the commitment level completely changes. It's not just about us teaching people in our, in our circles, you know, how to live a more fulfilled life, but the more people we put in that room, the more kids we can put through sport. And for Randy and I, we both grew up through sports and are sportaholics. And we have to, uh, we recognize all of the, uh, the characteristics that we are as men now today that have stemmed from being a part of sports. So you know, commitment, goals setting, uh, working as a team, you know, uh, work ethic, uh, failing and learning how to recover from that fail. And so many other pieces all stem through sport. 
And so we're like, yeah, we've got to tie ourselves to somebody, you know, an organization like this. And so every business that we have has some sort of give back uh, piece to it. And the most uh, recent piece that we're, you know, just starting to put together is more so specifically for real estate um, uh, investors and landlords, where we're basically building like a pledge system where it's 10 bucks a door. And so we're always looking for cash flow. I think our average cash flow per door is like 400 bucks a door. And so taking 10 bucks from that isn't going to make or break our, our portfolio, such a small drop in the water or in the ocean. But what we can do is scale that over our portfolio and friends' portfolios. And, you know, through um, channels like this, we can spread the word and be like, hey, if it's 10 bucks a door, um, as, a, as a whole, as a nation, we can come together and really make uh, a huge social impact through, um, you know, through organizations that, that give back uh, to their communities. And something for us is that, uh, you know, if we can get 20, 30, 40 doors right off the bat, you know, we can start sponsoring, you know, single moms with, you know, juggling jobs and need just a, a, an easy break where we can pay their rent or we can give it back to Kids Port Victoria or Habitat for Humanity, uh, Pencils for Promise, whatever, like different places that just make true social change. And, um, and so not only are we, you know, trying to build a, a very profitable machine in real estate so that yeah. we can live a more fulfilled life, but uh, just as importantly to us is that social component as well. Wow. That, that is immense um, and thoughtful. Uh, that, that's, that's pretty amazing. I, I've got to say, um, wow. I'm, I'm just really amazed by that. That, that is, um, it, to be honest, I would say that it took me many more years to, to become that type of, uh, to get that type of awareness. And so, uh, I'm actually quite honored to, to hear you share that and to hear your vision that way. And, um, we're going to do our part to, to spread that, um, uh, go, go big to, Oh my good. Go big to give big. Go big to give big. I yeah. keep wanting to say the other one. Go big to give big. Go big to give. Forget the other one. It's go big to give big. Yeah. Um, no, just out of curiosity, do you have a, a website for that or is it off of, how do people find out about that if they want to? For the most part, it's just like follow the hashtag go big to give big. Okay. Uh, but we're currently building a backhand system right now for, for the pledge system. And eventually, you know, uh, sometime in the next couple of months, we'll have go big to give big CA up and yeah. running. And uh, you can learn more through the different channels on how we give back and how to get uh, involved. So you guys heard that it's hashtag go big to give big and, yes, uh, and the website's coming soon. Okay. So what we're going to do now is we're actually going to head over to the uh, wealth building portion and uh, we'll, we'll close off the leadership portion here and, uh, and we'll head over there. So uh, everyone that's listening, come and join us over there. Okay, guys, that's the end of the first part of the interview. There's a whole lot more still to come in part two, so I want you to join me over there. Now, before you do, please, if you could take a moment to just give us some feedback on the interview, on your thoughts, how you like it, we really appreciate it so much, and we really want to make sure that we continue to improve the product that we provide to you here at Leadership to Wealth. So, if you can do that, don't forget to like and follow, and we'll see you over in part two.